The rumors that have been circulating for a couple of years now finally came true on Thursday night as the Brewers traded Corbin Burns to the Baltimore Orioles in exchange for prospects Joey Ortiz, D.L. Hall, and the number 34 overall pick in the 2024 draft. This came as a surprising move because the Brewers were so late in the offseason. Now, I was expecting that if Burns was traded, it was going to be after Blake Snell signed and perhaps Jordan Montgomery. Now, those guys have kind of held up the market because neither of them has signed still to this point, now just two weeks away from spring training. But I still thought there wasn't enough fanfare around Burns getting traded. There wasn't enough as far as the rumor mill reports coming out that the Brewers were eager to trade Burns. Uh, so I am surprised it seemed like at this point in the offseason they were going to hold on to him, especially with the direction of the club. Uh, signing Reese Hoskins, I thought, was one reason why the Brewers might try to have a competitive team. I really thought they may have been the best team going into the year on paper. I don't think they are that anymore after trading their ace, uh, the second loss of an ace in this offseason. But of course, the Brewers getting some value out of Corbin Burns. It's interesting that the Brewers decided to trade Burns because they were going into the year as uh, presumably uh, the NL Central favorite, or at least one of the favorites in the NL Central. They had a pretty good team where they were a little bit thin on the rotation depth, but they had a lot of pieces, and of course they added Hoskins. They traded Burns, though, mostly because of his contract status. He had one year uh, left on his contract, was going to make about $16 million in the arbitration process, and then he was going to be a free agent after the 2024 season. Now, before uh, before the the trade, he said on, I think it was an appearance on foul territory, that at this point, they weren't going to have any extension talks. The Brewers were not going to uh, offer him something that they thought was a lowball offer. He also wasn't going to accept an extension offer, instead preferring to hit free agency. So the Brewers were going to have him for one year. Again, assuming they kept him, they held on to him for the whole year. And then they were going to get just a compensation pick uh, for losing him in free agency, uh, which would have been around the number 34 pick. So in some ways, that that acquisition of the number 34 pick ends up being kind of a wash because the Orioles will replace that with a compensation pick, presumably in 2025. The Brewers would have had that had they held on to Burns and offered him a qualifying offer uh, like they probably would have. Now, you run the risk uh, if you hold on to him that A, you miss the playoffs and you hold on to Burns and now you don't get any value out of him. Uh, two, if you think that maybe you're going to trade him at the deadline, you're probably going to receive less value because you're only trading him for a half year uh, compared to one year. So that's why the Brewers uh, decided to trade him now, but it does leave the rotation in a bit of a difficult spot uh, with now only a couple weeks before spring training starts and the rotation depth being quite thin. The guys that the Brewers got in return are interesting. They're very good prospects. Uh, they're people that I am excited for the Brewers to have. Uh, Joey Ortiz is currently in the top 100 prospects in virtually every publication. MLB Pipeline ranked him number 63. He's an infielder, primarily a shortstop. Got a really good glove. Uh, that's what he was always known for when he was drafted and early on in the minors. But the bat has come along, really, since his time, uh, since he got up to maybe double AA, A, triple A. Last year in AAA with the Orioles, uh, he had a 321 average, 378 on base, 507 slugging, nine home runs, and stole 11 bases, uh, in addition to his great defense. Uh, so you can see the upside is there. He is a little bit older, already 25, uh, but he's someone who debuted in the majors 
this past year. So he has been already at the highest level. Didn't play particularly well, uh, but only played in 15 games. And he was in the midst of a log jam uh, in that uh, that Orioles infield. They, of course, have Rookie of the Year Gunnar Henderson. Jackson Holiday is a first round or first overall pick, uh, number one overall prospect as well, who will be making his way to Baltimore probably as soon as this year. They also have Kobe Mayo in the infield. Uh, they have Ramon Urias, not that he's anything uh, to the level of the others, but he's someone who also took some uh, at-bats in the infield. So Joey Ortiz is someone that kind of just didn't really fit into uh, into the Orioles' infield picture very well, and that's why I thought that the Brewers lined up really well with the Orioles because the Orioles had so many good infield prospects that the Brewers would line up well as, as a team that could use some more infield prospects uh, and maybe some pitching as well. And they went out and got Ortiz as one of the headliners of the deal. The other main piece in the deal was D.L. Hall. He's a left-handed pitcher who was originally drafted all the way back in 2017 as one of the top high school pitchers. He's someone who made his debut in 2022 with the Orioles and has pitched uh, in 33 innings at the major league level across 22 and 23, but all out of the bullpen. In those 33 innings, 42 strikeouts to 11 walks, which is impressive given his struggles with commanding the ball in the minor leagues. Uh, he's averaged about five walks per nine in his time in the minors, including uh, in 2023 in AAA, 49 innings, 30 walks, uh, but was much better when he got to the major leagues working in relief. The command is going to be uh, the big thing for D.L. Hall, as will uh, injuries, perhaps appropriately for somebody named D.L., but He's someone that there are question marks about whether he'll be able to remain a starter long term. He's got electric stuff, and that's why he's always been considered such a good prospect uh, because he's someone who sits kind of in that 94 to 97 range as a lefty, got a lower arm slot, deceptive fastball, a really good slider, and he also has a changeup and will throw a curveball from time to time. The changeup is the key to get the left, or excuse me, the right-handed hitters out, and it seems like it will be good enough if he is able to. Uh, keep the other things intact, the command and the health, that the changeup is good enough to get righties out for him to be a starter. But the bigger thing is, uh, will he be healthy enough and will he command the ball uh, enough to be uh, to be a starter? He's never thrown as many as 100 innings in a year. So that's something that the Brewers certainly uh, will monitor. Uh, last year, he threw, uh, he threw about 70 innings. So... It's something where there's definitely high risk, but there's also high upside, and the Brewers have done a tremendous job in recent years of developing pitchers, whether it be elite starters in Burns and Woodruff, and also Freddie Peralta, who's maybe that tier below elite, uh, but also Josh Hader and Devin Williams and some of the other electric arms in the bullpen right now, Abner Uribe, uh, even someone like Trevor McGill picking him up off the scrap heap and turning him into uh, a real possible back-end a reliever for 2024. So the Brewers hope to do the same thing with D.L. Hall, hopefully as a starter, uh, but maybe as a reliever. He's someone that I'm excited to see uh, the Brewers try to develop, and he's someone that uh, should be in the major leagues the whole year. He's not really going to gain much by being in AAA at this point uh, because he's got the stuff that he can dominate in AAA, but it's about figuring out uh, how to pitch against major leaguers, especially as a starter, uh, if he's going to do that long term. Ortiz, I expect also to be in the majors in 2024. They're going to work him a lot at third base, especially assuming Willie Adames comes back for 2024. They haven't traded Adames, of course. He's got one year left on his contract, 
But it is also a possibility that they do deal him still with a couple weeks left in the offseason uh, with a depleted roster. If they do that, Ortiz presumably will become the starter at shortstop and will get uh, everyday reps there. If not, Ortiz will probably start at third base. Maybe Black will play some first Hoskins DH, or maybe Black will start in AAA. Maybe Bryce Terang will play in, in AAA. Ortiz could also play second base, uh, has some experience there. Now, the biggest question mark in light of the trade is what the Brewers will do in the rotation. They've got, they had Corbin Burns and they had Brandon Woodruff, of course, last year. Also going into last year, I mean, Freddie Peralta, Wade Miley, Adrian Hauser, Eric Lauer. Uh, and not only are Burns and Woodruff gone, but Eric Lauer had such a bad 2023 that they non-tendered him. Adrian Hauser was traded to the Mets. So now really Wade Miley, who was, I would say, the five or six starter uh, going into 2023, is now the Brewers' second best starting pitcher. Uh, so that's certainly concerning. Uh, he's someone that you want to rely on to be a, your four or five starter, not your your two starter. Freddie Peralta is a good starter, but he's not uh, the frontline pitcher that Corbin Burns or Brandon Woodruff was. Uh, but the concern really heightens after you get past those first two, uh, because then you're looking at Colin Ray, someone who was good as a depth starter, but someone who's not necessarily someone that you want to rely on for 30 to 32 starts uh, in a big league season. They signed Joe Ross, uh, but the the questionable thing with Joe Ross is he's dealt with a lot of injuries lately. Uh, he's someone who used to be good with the Nationals uh, back five, six years ago, but he hasn't started a big league game, hasn't actually appeared in a big league game since 2021. So he'll be three years removed from his most recent big league appearance and only pitched out of the bullpen in 2023 in the Giants organization. I thought that by signing Ross, they were going to try to make him a, a good reliever, but it seems like they may start him uh, given their their question marks in the starting rotation. They've got Robert Gasser, who had an excellent year in AAA last year, uh, but he's got no major league experience. He's someone that I definitely would like to see the Brewers try to develop, but I don't know that he's someone that you rely on if you're a contender uh, as your, your three, four, maybe even five starter. Uh, he had a 379 ERA, 135 innings with 166 punchouts uh, with AAA Nashville last year. And he's someone who was acquired in that Josh Hader trade back in uh, summer of 2022. Behind Gasser, you've got Aaron Ashby, who we saw in 2021 and 22, uh, but then missed all of last year with a shoulder injury. Uh, he's even a question mark for spring training. There's been a little bit of skepticism that he's going to be ready. Career 4-4-7 ERA, uh, split between the rotation and the bullpen. He's someone that, if he's healthy, I'd like to see him in the rotation. But I don't know if we're going to see him at full health uh, and with that high of an innings total for 2024. The big question mark around the health of Aaron Ashby. They've also got Jansen Junk. Junk is more of a depth starter. Uh, not, not a whole lot of starting experience in the major leagues. Uh, but he's kind of been a 4A pitcher up and down on the AAA Major League Shuttle. And he's someone that, again, he's a depth starter. You don't necessarily want to rely on him. Uh, and then there's D.L. Hall, who they just acquired. Hall is someone uh, that I hope they give uh, regular turns in the rotation to if they're going to try to develop him as a starter. But uh, again, I don't think that you necessarily expect him to be a starter that's going to be uh, good enough to, to help a team uh, into the postseason. And that's the biggest question mark of this this trade uh, to me is you give up Corbin Burns and I understand 
uh, the rationale behind wanting to get value out of him. That's, I think, where it is the most understandable. Uh, the most questionable is if the Brewers want to compete in 2024, is their roster really good enough at the way with the way it sits right now? I think if, if you would have asked me uh, two days ago how many wins the Brewers will have in 2024, I probably would have estimated about 87. But I think now I would say 82, 83. And that's not going to get it done even in a weak NL Central uh, division. And they don't have the rotation to do it. Now, they, their bullpen is very strong, so that works to their advantage. Uh, but I just don't see the rotation being strong enough uh, to withstand potential injuries. We've seen Freddie Peralta only uh, pitch one full season uh, in the rotation in his big league career. Wade Miley gets hurt usually at least once or twice uh, every season. He's getting older. Joe Ross is coming off a major, couple of major injuries. Colin Ray hasn't pitched a full season in the big leagues ever. Gasser has never pitched in the major leagues. So there are question marks all around the rotation. So even when uh, you look at Williams, Piamps, Uribe, Milner, Piguero, McGill, Wilson, uh, you've got the makings of a really, really good bullpen, which we saw at the end of 2023. But is that bullpen enough to carry the rotation? I'm not so certain about that, especially uh, with the offense being perhaps better than last year, uh, but still lacking in certain areas, like with Bryce Terang at second base uh, or depending on how Tyler Black does at third base, depending on how Joey Weimer, uh, Garrett Mitchell, Sal Freelich hit, uh, or Jackson Churio even, to begin the 2024 season. I don't know that this is a playoff team. Before the offseason, I actually was more in favor of the Brewers trading Burns because I thought that they could maximize their chances for 2025 through 29 uh, when they had Churio, which now, of course, he's been extended. Uh, but some of the other players too, Joey Weimer, Sal Freelich, Tyler Black, uh, coming up maybe soon, Carlos Rodriguez, Jacob Mizorowski, of course, Gasser, who I've mentioned repeatedly. So they've got the makings of a really nice core, and that's why I think it does make sense to trade Corbin Burns in that sense. It's just an interesting direction because I thought the Brewers should pick one direction uh, or another. They should either go uh, and really compete for 2024, which is what I thought the direction was that they were taking, or they should say, let's compete for 25 through 29. Uh, and and really have a, a strong roster then, which I do think that they uh, bolstered their chances of winning a World Series in that range, uh, in that time frame. But it comes at a high cost because you're trading Corbin Burns, one of uh, perhaps the best pitcher in franchise history. So it's a tough call for any GM, and it's, it's something that's sad, um, but also part of it makes sense. Now, what they do from here partly dictates how the trade, how I perceive the trade, uh, because I think at this point it makes a lot of sense to trade Willie Adames and to trade Devin Williams. Adames has one year left. Williams has two years left under contract. But with Adames, I would rather see Joey Ortiz take his lumps in a full season in 2024. Then you've got him perhaps more ready for 2025 and beyond. Uh, and then you let Terang get every day at bats. You let Black get every day at bats. Hopefully Black can find his way in the majors. Terang, you can see what you've got there. Uh, and then kind of assess uh, after the year or, or later into the year uh, what kind of player you might have in Bryce Terang rather than keeping him on the AAA shuttle and letting Willie Adames play out uh, his, his, uh, his, his last year on his contract. Devin Williams is someone who you don't have to trade because you have him under contract. Uh, but we saw them trade Hayter with a year and a half left uh, on his deal. And of course, that was when they were in first place. And that, 
of course, created all kinds of problems, or at least perceived to create all kinds of problems. Uh, I don't think the Brewers are going to make that mistake again, trading Williams at midseason if they're in contention. But I do think that it would be wise to trade Williams. And right now, I think he's probably at the highest value that he's ever had. He's established himself as uh, one of the premier relievers in baseball. Uh, he had a 1.53 ERA last year, 36 saves. The year prior, he had a 1.93 ERA in 60 innings, 2021 and 2.5 ERA in 54 innings. He's got the lowest ERA in the live ball era, so since 1920, among pitchers with at least 200 innings. So he's someone that's that's clearly one of the best relievers in baseball, and I would I, I like Devin Williams and I love watching him pitch, uh, but I also think it might be wise to cash in on a reliever. You're a small market team, someone that you could get a lot of value for uh, if you trade him now, and with a team where you're trying to compete now, not really for 2024 anymore, uh, but for 25 and beyond. I think it might be wise to trade Williams. I think it might be wise to trade Adames. And I actually, at this point, uh, will be kind of disappointed if they don't. Now, of course, the right deal has to come along, uh, but I will be a little bit disappointed if they don't choose to deal the two of them because I just think it makes too much sense uh, as you're dictating the direction of the team uh, and really trying to maximize your chances of winning a World Series over the next five, six, seven, eight years uh, with the core that you've got coming in uh, who are all pretty much 25 years old and under final grade for the trade uh, i'll give it a c uh, and i think this could change significantly in the coming weeks in the coming months or even years it's i think because they they waited so long to trade him now you have question marks about adames and williams and the direction of the team and that's where i'm a little bit concerned uh, because i don't want them to be half in half out and I think that making a trade like this, you run that risk of, okay, well, now we traded our ace, but we still held on to the other guys. Uh, and I think they would be wise to trade them. Uh, so I think if they get good deals for Williams and Adames, that could change my uh, my final grade. And of course, how, how the prospects pan out, how Ortiz and how Hall pan out, uh, that compensation pick, those matter too. Because um, uh, with Hall, I think, if we're looking at Ortiz and Hall, if even one of them becomes an above average, either regular or an above average starting pitcher, uh, I think we're looking at a trade that actually might benefit the Brewers more so than the Orioles. But you also gave up a lot because you gave up one year of perhaps the second best pitcher in baseball in Corbin Burns. Uh, so that's why it's not like they didn't they didn't um, get anything in return, but also they gave up significant value. I thought in terms of, of the values traded from each side, I thought it was actually a pretty straight-up trade, uh, pretty even, fair trade, uh, and about the return I would expect from Corbin Burns at one year, $16 million uh, for the Brewers, a small market team that you kind of knew, knew that there was a decent chance they were going to deal someone as good as Burns entering his final year of his contract. Again, Brewers trading Corbin Burns, their ace, one of the best pitchers in franchise history, three-time All-Star, former NL Cy Young Award winner to the Orioles in exchange for Joey Ortiz, uh, infield prospect, and D.L. Hall, left-handed pitcher, who we will see probably on the opening day roster in 2024, as well as the number 34 pick in this year's draft. Thanks to Corbin Burns for all he did in a Brewers uniform. I will sincerely miss watching him pitch every day uh, and someone that I'm I'm really sad to see go uh, even if the trade may have made some sense and might have bolstered their chances 
uh, in the future to win a World Series. So with that, it's a trade that made sense, uh, but certainly sad to see Corbin Burns go and sad to see him no longer in a Brewers uniform.